Good morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 or 88 right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network, wherever you are. This is The Breakfast Show. Positively different radio in the morning and you are with Lyle and... Mon, good morning Lyle, how's it going? Uh, it's going great Mon, What's your, what are you thankful for this morning? I'm thankful for the fact that my hair smells like bananas. Really? Yeah it does. Bananas? It's so good, I love it. Does it make you hungry? It makes me thirsty. It smells. It smells like it smells like my hair has been washed with a banana smoothie, and I'm not mad about it at all. Okay, all right. <laughs> so, has your hair actually been washed with a banana smoothie? Pretty, pretty much. It, it, the the new conditioner that I have has banana in it. And bananas are one of your favourite fruits. Uh, I mean, not hugely, but I love the smell of them. I love banana. Who doesn't love banana smoothies, though, dude? Yeah, yeah they're great. What do you mean? Here? I like strawberry, raspberry, but blueberry. But as a smoothie, it's a smoothie. It's a smoothie base. It's a smoothie no, base, no. not a plain, like, not a straight banana smoothie. Like when you nah, say pie, you don't, go, you don't go raspberry pie, you go apple pie. Like apple might not be your favourite fruit, but it's the best pie. You use the and bananas so as bananas the base for the smoothie no, to make the creamy, no. sloppy stuff. No. And then you add the flavour. I can't believe we're having an argument about this already. Not because Your wife it's, 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 is nodding at me. No, uh, she's pointing at me. She she's agrees with me. Yeah, 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 yeah. In a condemning way. Uh, <laughs> that is the finger of condemnation if I ever My saw wife one. is a gourmet cook. She is the greatest plant-based gourmet cook in the world. And I will challenge anybody to debate I think that we're with about me to get because sued. I will be right. No, I agree. She's a bomb.com cook. There you go. See? But that's got nothing to do with the And fact she says... That you're absolutely that wrong. Right. No, she says you're wrong. <laughs> she says you're wrong. Anyway, what are you grateful for this morning, Lyle? Raspberries, blueberries. Oh, you're so, you're so, you're um, so strawberries. Strawberries. on my bandwagon. Smoothies. Well, you can't wash your hair with that, so there you go. I wash my hair with whatever I want to wash my hair with. I, I would pay you to wash your hair. How much? Like, I'll give you 20 bucks if you get a punnet of... Like mixed berries and squish them up and wash your hair with them tomorrow. I look forward to you coming to work tomorrow. Yeah, the punnet of mixed berries is, gonna, is going to cost more than that. Yeah, that's, that's half the fun. But I'm looking forward to to you coming. Yeah, your hair all stained different shades of pink and purple and red. Yeah, well, you don't have smushed bananas in your hair. Your hair looks quite normal. Anyway, tell us about the weather. I'm trying to, but my computer's oh, really? gone to. Yeah, I've got error 1016. That's what the weather is. <laughs> So the weather today, whatever the weather is, wherever you are, the weather is a mistake. Yeah, we're terribly sorry. We'll cancel it and start over. Origin <laughs> DNS error. Is there any tech heads who know what that means? Come help me. I need to tell the people what the weather is. <laughs> Maybe we should find a different weather uh, <laughs> website. This is a reminder. You are listening to the delayed broadcast here on Faith FM. If you would like to listen to the live show and interact with Mon and myself for the breakfast show, then simply go to to faithfm.com.au and press play or use the tune in radio app. Anyway, this is Peter Paul Merry Early in the Morning. Well, early in the morning, about the break of day, I ask the Lord, help me find the way, help me find the way, to the promised land, this lonely body needs a helping hand. Day is at the dawning about my heading prayer. I pray to the Lord, won't you leave me there? 
you guide me safely through the golden stairs? Would you let this body your burden share? Judgment come, find the world in shame. When the trumpet blows, won't you call my name? Won't you call my name? When the thunder rolls and the heavens rain, when the sun turns black, never shine again. Never shine again. When the trumpet blows, won't you call me, please? Call my name. There you go, Peter, Paul, Mary with Early in the Morning, and it is eh, kind of vaguely early in the morning. I mean, for some people, it's dreadfully. I mean, it's some people are still asleep. Time. Some people are still asleep. Yeah, all the night shift workers are still asleep. No, no, there's a lot. I know a lot of people who don't. <laughs> their alarms are set for 8 a.m. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like you've missed half the day. Anyway, what have we got for yes, our for those whiz. who are awake, it's time to wake up your brains as well as your bodies. I'm going to give you a, I want to say, pretty hard breakfast Bible quiz this morning. So this is a what book am I? Of course, it's referring to what book of the Bible. And this is clue number one. Okay. What do you got for Here us? Here you find, oh man, I can't even clear my throat properly this morning. Wait, hang on, let me just drink some OJ. Uh, you need a banana smoothie, Mon. <coughs> a banana smoothie I to, a million um, percent agree with you. Would you like to go make <laughs> to me lo- one? No. <laughs> okay, what book am I? Clue number one. Maybe it's I could. Yeah, I might go and make a banana smoothie. Do you know bananas? Banana smoothies are so good. All like literally, you, know you use milk and a banana. It's all you need. You don't even need to sweeten it or flavor it. That's how good they are. <laughs> you certainly don't need to sweeten them. They're so full of sugar that you can hardly get them down. Oh, yes. I struggle with banana smoothie. They are too sweet. It's because you're a punts. Um. Anyway, what book am I? <laughs> Clue number one. Here you find Pharaoh cap- Pharaoh's capturing Giza. He sets it on fire and later gave it as a wedding gift to his daughter. Isn't that hilarious? It is. That's just what I want for my wedding gift. A burnt city. A burnt city. <laughs> just burn it, gut it, and then give it to me. Then I'm happy with it. Yeah. When's, okay. when's your birthday, Mon? We could maybe arrange this somewhere. Uh, 5th of March. 5th of March, okay. All right. oh, We've got a, a bit of time to plan ahead This then. was a wedding gift, though. Oh, wedding so gift. You've got plenty of time to plan ahead. <laughs> yes, because before you get married, you've got to have this thing called the boyfriend day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah well, mm-hmm. you know, lots of listeners. We could, we could exactly. sort it, I'm sure. Now, 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 this is not what the What's show's about. What's our number? 1-800-324-843. No, 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 <laughs> oh, oh, we're so going to get in trouble. Or if, or if, or if, or if, uh, yeah, well, anyway. Yeah, yeah. 1-800, <laughs> if you would like to answer the quiz, 1-800-324-843, you can text 491 Okie-doke. <laughs> All right. Positively different news. Okay, this is... Um, <clears throat> man, I do not know what's happening with my throat today. I think it's because I accidentally forgot my water bottle last night. And uh, I haven't been drinking much. Some all dry of throat. Wait but, a minute. Mm-hmm. Your water bottle being full equates to not drinking, huh? I forgot. Oh, I you forgot, forgot this. Yeah, you filled yeah. it. Yeah, no, no, no. You forgot. I did fill it and then I left it sitting there. <laughs> oh, like a regular moron. Anyway, um, so Lyle, there's been 
an amazing advancement in the technology used to create um, robotic, robotic, robotic limbs. Um, mm-hmm. This is just incredible. Uh, so we've all known you can get uh, um, what do you call those things? Uh, not fake legs, but prosthetic. Pro- yeah, prosthetic yeah. limbs. It used to be called an artificial leg. Yeah, right. And before that, it was called a wooden leg. Yeah. And, and before that, that, it was called a peg leg. I was going to say it was a peg leg, right? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, prosthetics have been just like leaping forward. Um, and this is, I want you, I almost want you to try and guess what frontier they've just crossed. Oh, um, have they wired it to the brain yet? Um, no. No, but keep going down that path. Have they given it a sense of feeling? Yes. No way. Yes. I knew you would get this. I knew you would get this. So, at least it's so cool. it to your nervous system. It enables amputees to touch and feel again. You can actually, like, you, can, you know, with a fake hand, mm-hmm. and it actually, you can actually feel things. And uh, <laughs> they named it after Luke Skywalker. Um, but it, apparently, it is just bringing amputees to tears. They're just like. Luke Skywalker didn't have fake limbs, did he? Look. I have to admit right now here I on radio that I have never watched Star Wars and I've got no I thought, it was the, I always thought it was Darth Vader that was like all fake bits and yep, pieces. maybe. Who knows? I haven't seen Star Trek Wars. I don't know. I haven't seen any of the Star stuff. Mm, okay. I think I've seen some <laughs> of them, but I don't remember anything about them. Okay. So, um, uh, this is uh, – so at the moment we were interviewing uh, – they interviewed Kevin Wolgamott, um, who had a good – he said he had a good feeling about his new robotic arm uh, – pun pun uh, but he was now able to pick up eggs without crushing it because it turns out one of the big problems with having a synthetic limb is that you you also can't tell like how much pressure you're applying and so when you pick something up that's uh that's fragile they often actually break it um and so now he can actually gauge because he can he can uh, he can feel it better like how much pressure he needs to apply and he he's not smashing eggs anymore um so, how do you take this thing off? Do you uh, like have a bunch of jumper leads that you disconnect at the end of the day, or does it stay on permanently? I mean, is it hardwired? Uh, let me have a look. Uh, I didn't read down that far because I was so excited about the humanity of it. Just people crying a lot. Uh, the arm itself is made mostly of metal motors and parts. It has a clear silicon skin and it's powered by an external battery and it's actually wired to a computer. So this is, um, this is still, I guess, in testing phases. They've accomplished it. They just need to figure out how to make it like permanently wearable because it's going to be difficult to walk around with a computer attached to your to your to your prosthetic limb. Um, uh, it's actually it was developed by the University of Utah and the team uh, developed a system that allows the prosthetic arm to tap into the wearer's nerves. Um, so this is like biological. They're like kind of like biological wires. They describe them that send signals to the arm to move. Um, and uh, they call this invention the Utah Slanted Electrode Array. So the array is a... This is going to get really techy, but you're going to understand this, Lyle. The array is a bundle of 100 microelectrodes and wires that are implanted into the amputee's nerves in the forearm and are connected to a computer outside the body. And this array interprets... <clears throat> the signal from the still remaining arm nerves and the computer translates them to digital signals that tell the arm to move. Yeah, I understood that. Isn't that crazy cool? That is just insanely cool. That's, just, that's Actually, amazing. I most of it, some of it. Yeah. Uh, just stepping there was, forward There, were, into there were words there that I understood. <laughs> <laughs> but when you put some them words. together, not so much. <laughs> yeah, but it's really cool. No, no, that's very, very, very cool. 
Yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> very happy that this is uh, this is finally being done, and um, yeah, it's just groundbreaking, and indeed, um, it's gonna it's just gonna be a whole new world for people who have lost limbs. Um, you know, not only can they now uh, have a prosthetic limb to take the place of what they've lost, but they can actually uh, mimic how it really works. <clears throat> One of the things that really excites me in the in the area of prosthesis is prosthetic eyes that work. Oh. Yeah, they hardwire them in and uh, hardwire them to your brain um, with a little camera and away they go. Wait, sorry, that actually exists? Strap a camera to your forehead. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah, and once again, you know, these uh, are pieces of technology that, you know, if, uh, if time continues, we will see them being developed more and more and more. I'm a little bit concerned about what that means for, like, being able to control robots with your brain. Sort of freaks me out. Yeah, there's an interesting mind control bots. Yeah, like Ooh. AI is just going to take over the world. <laughs> anyway, AI is very cool. Let me let me tell you another cool story. We were actually saying yesterday that you know tweeting is becoming like the new like Twitter is taking over the world, right? Mm-hmm. It's how you rule the world these days. Um, well, this in this case it was definitely true, and it was although it was a good thing. A young Turkish fella in a sahin. He uh, he he recently tweeted uh, um, a tweet. <laughs> the language is so silly uh, that went viral. So he said, "I have an idea." Um, he said, "Let's set an example to the world and hand down a green country to the upcoming nations." And for some reason, the whole country just thought this was a brilliant idea. Just just this one kid's idea. To so, what country was this again? Turkey, Turkey, Turkey. And then the Turkey's going green. Turk, and then the Turkish uh, officials noticed um, uh, the response that this guy was having. And do you know what they've gone and done? They've declared a national holiday dedicated to planting trees. Oh, that's a cool idea. Yeah, like they've. Res- I'm no greenie, but, but I love cool. trees, and I love the concept of planting trees. Yeah, and and, the- and and having a lot more trees around than what we have. And I love the fact that they've actually uh, taken on board like quickly. Um, where the public is. The public was like, do you know what? Like, you know, this is a great idea. Let's get behind it. And they were like, yep, do you know what? We're the government. We'll get behind it too because that's what you guys want. That's what we're going to do. So, so this is an interesting thought. Okay. They now going. have National Tree Planting Day. This is an interesting thought because, you know, uh, I was talking recently with um, with someone about agriculture in Australia and, and uh, you know, you and I advocate a plant-based diet and so we would love to see you know the whole of Australia become plant-based but then what happens to all of the farmers because you know a lot of them live in areas where um, their their soil is not suitable for any kind of crop mm. and so you know you'd force a lot of people out of the country out, out of the bush and into the cities maybe some of those areas would be good for growing trees and they could harvest the timber I wonder if Australia has a national tree planting day we I don't think it doesn't one. but I like the idea we should get one it'd be good for everyone
me once again just who I am because I need to know. Three, two, one.
Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Faith FM. We have come back to that part of the show where we talk about stories that are a little more serious. And, of course, one of the most serious stories that is going around the world right now is the bushfires that are burning the Amazon Basin. A uh, very large number of bushfires, of course, over there that are uh, burning up the world's green lung. And the G Summit, G7 Summit has uh, committed to both uh, technical and financial aid. Well, I just read this morning that Leonardo DiCaprio is starting a $5 million fund to help fight it as well. Yeah. Israel's uh, tipping in um, like $18 million or something or other as well. Wow. Um, the Pope has got behind it. Uh, Colombia is calling for a conservation pact. Uh, for the Amazon, saying that this is a moral duty for the planet. Yep. So everybody's starting to get behind this. Um, this is after it's pretty much been burning the entire season. Uh, this is the dry season, of course, with uh, um, Brazil having done so far absolutely not a thing. And, you know, we talk about, um, you know, some bushfires in the Amazon. And, of course, here in Australia, we have some big bushfires at various times. And sometimes we have multiple fires that we have uh, going at once. They have 41,000 bushfires burning there right now. 41,000? Across seven countries. Oh, my word. Yeah, so this is... seven countries in Brazil? In oh, the, Amazon. the Amazon, okay, okay. yeah, the Amazon c- c- goes across seven countries, and so this is something that you know is uh, they've, they've just said that basically Brazil's thrown up their hand and, hands in horror and said this is an impossible task, and so we're not going to even bother with it. Um, just wait till uh, the wet season comes and it, the fires will go out then. But that's you know if the wet season comes, of course, and of course, uh, what's going to be left by the time that actually happens. Mm-hmm. And it sort of raises some interesting questions in my mind as to, you know, how our world actually works because, you know, for a long time, rich countries keep getting richer and poor countries, you know, keep staying poor. And the reason that these fires exist and the reason that the Earth's green lung is on fire is because basically you've got people who look at the West, they're like, yes, we want to be rich like the West and so they're going to do anything they can to achieve that. Um, and really have no idea of the consequences of what they're what they're doing and how they're destroying the future for themselves and their children and so mm-hmm, forth. Mm-hmm. A little education go a long way. Yeah, mm-hmm. <coughs> it would indeed. And uh, yeah, so that's um, something big happening in our world right now, and hopefully a lot more will be done there. Um, it does seem like an impossible task, but you know when humans gather together and they really choose to take on a task, you know, putting out those fires in the Amazon would probably be a lot cheaper than, say, for instance, going to war with Iran. Oh, absolutely. That's such a good point, Lyle. <laughs> and it would be so much better for our planet uh-huh. and for economies and for everybody in general. Okay, right here in Newcastle, um, at the Newcastle uh, Pride Fair Day, um, the Grace Bible Baptist Church handed out heaven or hell pamphlets. Okay. Put them on cars and this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, they didn't hand them out to people. They just um, you know, distributed them in letterboxes and cars just sort of around the region. Uh, and so, you know, the uh, pastor there, Charlie Haddad, has been asked, you know, because what's going on here? And he pointed out that this is, this is what his church does as outreach, is they hand out heaven or hell pamphlets. And these are pamphlets that uh, have mostly Bible verses on them that describe hell and point people to Jesus and talk about um, being born again as a requirement for salvation. Mm-hmm. However, 
Uh, and of course, they've done this, you know, at festivals right around the region, you know, as far out as Curry, Central Coast. They sort of travel to anywhere where the people are going, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is, you know, this is the kind of thing that, uh, you know, churches often get together and figure out an outreach strategy. And, and this is something they've obviously got together and figured out. And, okay, this is going to be our outreach strategy. This is what we'll do. We'll hand out heaven and hell pamphlets. I don't like their pamphlet. I don't like the way the message is presented. I don't like a fear driven. Uh, approach okay. to evangelism. Mm-hmm. I don't think that that's a great idea. Uh, I totally respect their right to be able to promote, um, you know, their Christian faith in the way mm-hmm. that they choose to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, so, th- but they they like they do it to all kinds of events, all events, okay. all, all, all well, all big events where people yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. Basically, if there's an event on and there's people going there, um, you know, and 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 of course that's you know. A pretty much a standard kind of an outreach thing, you know, from an evangelistic perspective or even just from an advertising perspective. Yes. There's a reason yeah. why people go to events like this and, and, you know, on occasions pay money to advertise their product because that's where the, yeah. uh, that's where the people are. Okay, the members stated that they have um, specifically targeted the lesbian, gay, bi, transgender, queer, and intersex community and made people feel inferior for who they are. Uh, The Reverend Rod Rod Pattenden from Adamstown uh, Uniting Church said that these pamphlets were spreading hate. What? Now, I've got some questions over this, mm-hmm. and I'd like to know what your thoughts on it are. Okay. Um, is this something that is spreading hate? And, and as a listener, you know, what, what are your thoughts on this? Is this spreading hate? Or is it, you know, there's nothing, there's no mention in the pamphlets of anything to do with uh, uh, gender or sexuality or anything like that. They're just, you know, they're just heaven or hell. The standard heaven or hell, yep. you know, you choose kind of a mm-hmm. pamphlet. Uh, nobody's ever been offended about it at any festival ever before and suddenly everybody's offended and like, oh, this is hate message and this is spreading hate and uh, everybody's all offended all of a sudden. I tend to think that this gives the uh, the, the LGBTQI community a bad name yeah. when they're the only ones who ever feel targeted. Yeah, it's true. It's very much becoming like a victim mentality, isn't it? Rather than a survivor mentality. Yeah, yeah. And... A victim mentality is a dangerous thing. A survivor mentality is what, you know, as human beings, we need to have um, if we are feeling marginalized. And, you know, certainly it's in today's culture, it's provocative to talk to, you know, people within the LGBTQI community about salvation and about, you know, what your church may or may not believe is right or wrong. But should that be the case? You know, I'm sure that there are many, many atheists out at, say, for instance, the Curry Nostalgia Festival mm. who receive, you know, might receive a, a brochure like this or similar to it. And um, they take uh, like a 30 millisecond look at it and throw it into the recycling bin. And, you know, next week it comes back as uh, JB Hi Fi or something else. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, <clears throat> and not think twice about it. Um, and I think that that's a healthy attitude. Of a healthy human being. Yes. Um, and I respect the fact that they choose not to be a follower or a part of religion. That's their choice. God mm-hmm. has given them that choice. They're exercising their God-given right when they do so. But I do think it's unhealthy when people have to be a victim about, you know, sort of and, and feel targeted on, on every little thing that comes past. Yeah. It's like, are we going to just 
outlaw all advertising because you're offended by it. Well, somebody's going to be offended somewhere. Yeah, someone's going to be offended somewhere. I think as Australians, we need to um, yeah take a, uh, a a bit of a glass of um, concrete. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree. I agree with you on this one. I think it's I think it's ludicrous to to sort of gag a church because obviously like the root issue is that. Um, they disagree with the church's teachings. I disagree with lots of things in our it's world. Same, and, and you, I'm happy to speak about the things that I disagree with. And you can't just go around gagging everyone or every entity just because you have a, a, a lifestyle that you know just dis- disagrees with that. And, and and sometimes because of things that I say on here on Faith FM or I say on social media, I get targeted because of you know things that statements that I make, and I'm mm-hmm. happy to do so. That's mm-hmm. how good conversation uh, takes place. If a com- if a, if a thought cannot be heard, it cannot be understood. Amen. And so we need to, we need to, um, yeah, we need to get out there and talk about the things that we believe are important to us and compare ideas and choose ones that are going to be uh, useful for us. Real quick, screens in the last five years have caused the drop of imaginary friends amongst five year olds by 72%. Ooh, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Imaginary friends disappearing into the ether, being banished by screens. Is that a good or bad? This is Mark Bishop. I'm in good hands. When I feel alone, I'm not really alone. When I feel dismayed, he says, don't be afraid. When the world around me changes like the shifting sands, his word still stands, I'm in good hands. When the nights are long, he sees me through. When it hurts, he says, I've been there too. I like to think that I don't worry, but I sometimes do. Though he never fails to see me through, I know I'm in good hands when the night is long, when the valley blind and they could see he made the lame to walk like me and the very hands that offer hope to the lost are the same hands nailed to that cross I know I'm in good
Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Faith FM 87.6, 87.8, or 88. And uh, joining us in the studio is James from 3ABN. James, welcome to uh, welcome to the show. Thanks, Lyle. Now, at 3ABN, of course, I should explain a little bit of background. 3ABN is our sister broadcaster here in Australia. So radio is something that you are not unfamiliar with. No, in fact, uh, quite a bit of our content, I think, is on Faith FM. Yes, we do. We, we share a bit of, I think, at least 40% of our content would, uh, would be coming through from you guys. Yeah. And, uh, of course, you're connected to a much larger network uh, globally than what we are, so we're a national broadcaster. You're kind of like a global broadcaster. Yeah, kind of. Our radio goes across Australia and New Zealand. Yes. Um, I don't think we've got as many stations or broadcasters as Faith FM, but we've got quite a few around both countries. But uh, 3ABN Radio Network, the parent network for 3ABN Australia Radio, is worldwide, uh, available on satellite, online. And then, of course, we've got television. We've got nine television networks. And that's what you're really most famous for. Yeah, basically, yes. yeah. yeah. And so most people, when they think 3ABN, they think 3ABN Television, but we also have 3ABN Radio. And, uh, yeah, we co- of course, we share quite a bit of... Uh, content at various different times. Now, tell us about 3ABN. James, have you been a part of 3ABN since the very beginning of 3ABN Australia? Uh, Yeah, in a volunteer perspective, I guess you could say, um, I started, well, 3ABN Australia started as a uh, incorporation, or whatever you call it, uh, 2003, August 2003. and I was on a bit of a volunteer basis then. I had other work. I was in university at the time, um, but I had other work after that. But then in 2013, so May, so six years ago, I had uh, started full-time in uh, our studios at Morissette in New South Wales where I'm technical director. I make sure everything works and doesn't break. Okay, so and, and so this is James who comes into our studio and starts commenting on all of the different equipment and software <laughs> and uh, that we're using here, which is um, sort of all got, kind of goes over my head. But uh, our producer here knows way more about it than what I do. But anyway, okay, so you're a, you're a, you're a bit of a tech head then. Yeah, I'm a software engineer. Mm-hmm. I have a bachelor of engineering in software engineering. I'm also a school teacher, but I did that for one term and quit. I couldn't stand it. <laughs> and that's when I started 3ABN full-time, yep. straight after that. Yep. Fantastic. Yeah, so I'm a tech head. Okay, tell us about 3ABN. started in 2003. Um, what does 3ABN stand for? Well, a parent company... It started in Australia in yeah, 2003. Yeah, parent company started in, in November 84. Right. Okay, so, okay. That's going back quite a few years. Yeah, yeah. So what was that now? That was 19 years earlier, I think. Something like if that. If my maths is right. Yep. Um, and uh, in Australia, well, basically, um, it started, yeah, in Australia, basically for promoting 3ABN. Um, and then 2008, Danny Shelton said, build a studio. So property was sought, and then that was built starting, what year, 2011, February 2011, the ground first sod was turned, and then by middle of 2012, we were in there 
Okay, so when, when Danny Shelton, CEO, comes along and says, just says, build a studio, mm. um, there's no problems or issues. He's just like, yeah, we just build a studio, right? Well, it's, we um, freaked out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking, this is the way you said that, like, yeah, build a studio. No worries. Yeah, we'll do that. We, we do that most days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it was a big undertaking. Um, a lot of money was involved, but believe it or not, it all came from donations within Australia and New Zealand. Really? Nothing came from anywhere else. You're kidding. Not kidding. Because it is a spectacular studio that you've got there in Morissette. Yeah, we've got uh, two television studios and a radio studio in there, plus offices. Yeah. Yeah, and when people come in there, they say, this is bigger than we expected. <laughs> in fact, one of the guys that built it said there are the frames of three houses in there. Yep. Three decent-sized houses in there. That's significant. And uh, how many how many full-time staff have you got working there now? About or? eight of us. Yep. Yeah, that's it's yeah. not a huge amount. Uh, we do struggle sometimes. We rely on a lot of volunteers, and when we can't get volunteers because there's some event or a funeral or something like that, which there happen to be a lot of them in Kurumbong, which is next to Morissette, um, that uh, yeah, we end up thinking, what are we going to do? We just scrounge for okay, person in reception or person in radio, come down and run a camera, you know. <laughs> so yeah, so everybody everybody knows how to uh, to multitask then. Yeah, pretty much. Um, there's two of us that do directing. Sometimes I do graphics or teleprompter as well, um, or camera if necessary. We alternate. Um, thankfully, we've been able to do that because early on, for the first few years, I couldn't. I was the director, and that was it. That had no one else to do it. So I had to do it. So if we had a lack of crew, well, it was, we couldn't do anything about it. But now we've got um, enough people with the skills to be able to do that. Okay, what about f- f- work in front of the camera because I do some volunteer work there. I try and get there once a month. I don't always make it once a month, but I try and get there once a month Yeah, and uh, and do some volunteer work in front of the camera. Do you ever have situations where it's like, okay, uh, we are short one person for the panel today. Um, it looks like it's you. <laughs> hasn't happened to me, but it's happened to the other director. Okay. So he's had to go on the program one time. <laughs> I stay this out of it. This is your program, so you've got to rescue it. <laughs> yeah, I, I stay out of it. And also, I've got more, having developed the program from the technical side, I've got a bit more experience than him. He's, he's getting there. He'll get to the point where I'll be able to go, well, I've got to go to the US in June. Sure. And we're recording the program, Let God Speak, then. Mm-hmm. And so he's got to run the whole lot himself. But at that point, it was best that I stayed in the control room and he went on set. Yeah, we try to avoid that if possible. How much local programming do you produce? Okay, we've got, um, I've got to think about this. 3ABN Now is our weekly uh, interview program. It goes for an hour. Uh, airs on Sunday nights, Tuesday nights, I think Wednesday mornings and Saturday mornings really early, but that's good for a Friday evening in, in Europe because our programs do go worldwide. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. not just Australia and New Zealand, but they actually go, we say, Iceland to New, Sa- uh, New Zealand. But even That's now, some of the junk. Pacific Islands get it too now through Click TV in Papua New Guinea. But Could we get it in Antarctica if we wanted to? Uh, internet. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah you can <laughs> yeah. even get it on the International Space Station we had, through uh, the internet. We had, um, we had Kent Sharp in the studio the other day from Avalanche World Radio. He's like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's global. Shortwave radio, get it, get it anywhere on the planet. Get it, you know, even in Antarctica. Well, you could, yeah, with the ham radio. Actually, I'll, I'll say this, I'll interject here because uh, I'll keep talking about the programs in a sec. Sure. But... We've had, for our radio, people pick up our AM tower. We have an AM tower in the southwest of Western Australia in Busselton on 1629 AM. We've had people in Finland pick us up during an ion storm. Yep. 
in the ionosphere. Mm-hmm. They've got 60 metre or 600 metre long antennas or something, but they picked us up. It was really scratchy, but you could make out what it was. Yeah, and they wanted to hear our station ID, and it's like, oh, okay, so look us up on the internet. Oh, that's in Australia. All right, we'll email them. And it's just amazing when that happens. The best we ever had was uh, a signal coming out of uh, the Central Coast that they picked up in the South Island of New Zealand during one of those. Um, Oh, really? Ionosphere storms or whatever they are. that, uh, And he, they, he emailed through a bit of an enthusiast yeah. to say, hey, we picked up your signal. We suspect it's a low-power signal. I'm like, yeah, it's probably going out at about one watt. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, the legal requirement's one watt for an LPON. But, um, yeah, I know all that stuff being technical. That's right. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so 3ABN Now is one of our programs. Uh, we get people telling testimonies, missionary stories, sometimes Bible studies on there. Uh-huh. So Danny Melenkov and people like that. Yeah, Jack yeah. Um, but also we have uh, Let God Speak, which you've been on a number yes, of times. It's yes. a Bible study program based on the I Sabbath school lesson. volunteering there for about three years now, something yeah, like that. Yeah, it has been because we've changed set too, and you were on the old set, the yeah. old green screen set. Yeah. Um, now we've got our nice big video wall. We can mm-hmm. use that for a bunch of programs, including another one called Healthy Living, which is with... So Let God Speak is a weekly program as well? That's a weekly program. Um, keeps panel, up with the Bible, panel Bible study? The, yeah, it keeps up with the Sabbath school lesson that yep. we have okay, in so the church. That's what we call, uh, here on Faith FM, we call it the 20 Million Movement because uh, we do it as a radio show. 20 million people all studying the same passage of the Bible together every week. So um, That's right. You can hear it on uh, Faith FM Radio, or you can watch the shorter version, on the, the condensed version, on 3ABN. Yeah, so it's a half-hour program on yeah. 3ABN Australia. Um, we, we also have a health program. It's half an hour, Healthy Living. Margot Marshall hosts that. Um, we've had people like Dr. Eddie Ramirez, um, uh, oh, uh, Dr. Darren Morton, there we go. Oh, he's awesome. He's and, here at camp at the moment. Yes, he is. And Dr. Andrew Pennington, we've had him. John Clark, Jennifer Skews, who's from, she's a psychologist from uh, Queensland, as well as uh, Dr. Coralia Jigau, just recently from Victoria, doing lifestyle medicine as well. And she had uh, patients um, of hers on the program saying about how their health has been improved. We also have a kids' program, A Day with the King, which runs every Friday. Um, it's been going, well, we started recording that, 2014 or 15, and uh, that's 65 episodes, so they just continuously run um, every week with a little Bible study devotional that comes with it that you can download from the internet, from the website, and focus on God's Word, which is a preaching program, and a couple of others that I can't think of off the top of my head. That's a busy schedule. That's a lot of content for and one small studio. we've got more coming. We've got more coming. So this year we've got yeah, probably... Eight full-time staff pumping out that amount of content yeah, is four new really programs, impressive. Four new programs coming up in 2019 that we'll be bringing out too. Yeah, fantastic. That's a plan anyway. Mm. Yeah. Amazing stuff. And of course, this is all a faith-based ministry, isn't it? Yes. Faith-based, totally funded by donations. Um, we don't get anything from any church or we don't even get anything from our headquarters in the US. Okay, so this is a, uh, obviously, you know, we're talking about the TV show here, the TV show side of things, because we all know how to listen to the radio. But if the average person flicks on their TV in their home, are they going to pick up 3ABN? No. Only if you're on Vast. So people in the rural areas around Australia or in black spots such, well there's quite a few around here even in the central coast of New South Wales and other parts of Australia which are kind of built up metropolitan areas the TV signals can't get there so for people who get normal television they'll have a satellite dish for vast 
And on on that viewer access viewer access satellite television government um, platform, through, we had channel six hundred three on there. Okay, so six hundred three so, on the vast network. If yeah. you're on the vast network, and if you click up, you get ABC. Yep. So, oh, actually, if you click up, you get one, which is channel ten. But um, you'll get us on there anyway. Yeah. Cool. Okay, so if I'm not in a vast network area, and uh, so I'm not in a black spot or I'm not in the outback, yeah. Um, then uh, how would I watch three ABN television? Okay, if you have a satellite dish for Optus D two. A yep. lot of people have that for foreign language channels and religious channels. Uh-huh. We're on there. Yep. Um, there's no particular channel number. It's whatever is tuned in. Yep. Uh, we also have... Um, and if I've, got, if I've got Foxtel sitting on top of my roof or something like that, I can just, what, uh, get one of your techs to come over and point it a different direction? And yes, that's right. And running. Yeah. So if you've got the dish and you're not using Foxtel, yeah. Yep. Or, or if you're using Foxtel, just put another dish right beside that one. Yeah, or dual LMBF or whatever you want to use. That, because the satellites are very close together. They're only four degrees apart. So um, you could have – I know people who do get both. A wide-angle wide, wide angle dish, they can actually get both. There you um, go. Or a dissect switch and motor so that the dish actually moves. So you see, some, the of these, some of these words you are going over my head, but then you explain it and say like a wide-angle dish or a dish that moves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So now I understand. <laughs> the other, other ways through internet – Mm-hmm. Uh, our website, we have catch-up for Australian programs. That Say you missed it, you can go and so watch that. So it's 3abn.org. 3abnaustralia.org.au. So 3abnaustralia.org.au. Mm-hmm. Um, our US headquarters put all theirs on their YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have live broadcasts, radio and television on our website, plus on our YouTube channel we have 3ABN International, which is the network that our programs mostly run on, although... Lately, they've started putting more of our stuff on the North American channel. Okay, and of course, a, a fair chunk of your programming, I guess, does come out of North America? Yes, so the way it works for us... Because eight people doing television 24-7, yeah, I don't yeah. see that happening. No, it doesn't. Um, well, with our radio, I will say this. Our radio, we've got 25% of, I think it's around 25 to 30% of the broadcast time through a week is local programming. Fantastic. So radio, they're killing it. Where with TV, it's a bit harder to do television programs than radio programs, as you could probably appreciate. Yep. Um, but with um, – oh, and they've got a whole bunch of programs. I don't even know what, what half of them are. Sure, sure. But you can look that up on our website. But the, so James is so busy uh, producing TV, programs that he's not watching TV. Well, I'm not it's listening just, to radio. <laughs> or listening to radio. <laughs> um, no, uh, the other uh, – where was I? I can't, I, I've forgotten. I've lost my train of thought. That's on that all right. One. That's that's perfectly fine. We were um, yeah talking about the different uh, um, programs that were available. The long and the short of it is, mm. if you can get three ABN in your home, either through uh, internet, satellite, um, the vast network, you're going to have access to Christian television, which has truly amazing content. That's right. Um, there will be other Christian um, content that is available there as well. I'm thinking, mm. you know, Hope Channel. Uh, Discover, you know, etc. Actually, Faith FM, I believe, broadcasts on Vast we bro- as well. We definitely broadcast on Vast, so you can listen to Faith FM. Mm. Um, our radio doesn't, but Faith FM does. Yes, so you, your TV does, and our radio does. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but we work together. We're all on, we're all on the same on the same uh, team same team here. So yeah. it uh, it all goes well. James, we are out of time. Thank you so much for joining us here um, on Faith Thanks FM. Thanks for having me. We will be back again after this song, followed by the eight o'clock.
You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Listen. Sydney Wolverton. I came to church a beggar and found I have a saviour, so Anna Beden. It is also very simple. And Kemi Ogendi. Don't miss this once-in-a-lifetime event as three of our country's best Christian singer-songwriters come together in concert. October 12th, 6.30 at Maitland SDA Church. Call 0413122348 now to book your seat. Are you looking for a way to turn your life experience into an enriching gift for helping those around you? A counselling degree at Avondale College of Higher Education could provide you a great foundation to assist others through life's difficulties. Study in a personalised environment alongside a fantastic support network and community on our Lake Macquarie campus. Apply to study counselling today at counselling.avondale.edu.au. It's higher education designed for life.
This is a reminder, you are listening to the delayed broadcast here on Faith FM. If you would like to listen to the live show and interact with Mon and myself for the breakfast show, then simply go to faithfm.com.au and press play or use the tune in radio app.